Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Oh, hey, before we start the show, i got to tell you about the Allegedly podcast with my lawyers, Bo Bowen and Ryan Schmidt. They got pop culture, they got legal news, they got behind-the-scenes antics, and a whole lot of laughs. One of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Allegedly with Bo and Ryan at thebowenlawgroup.com. Link in the description and everywhere you get your podcasts, of course. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Come on, Robin. To the Batcave. We haven't one moment to lose. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, January 5, 2023. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 715 of the Biden-Harris administration, 670 days until the 24 presidential election. Find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. My link tree is in the description. And all new for 2023, here come the goth ninjas. Yes, it is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, patreon.com slash from the bunker. Indeed, go sign up right now. And also, Summer Wine with Jody Hamilton and Mike Hardiman, Rocky Mountain Mike. Available at Rocky... I call him Rocky. <laughs> Sorry, he loves it when you do that. Uh, that's available at Rocky Mountain Mike's YouTube channel. So go there. It's called Rocky Mountain Mike. That's what, that's what the YouTube channel is called. Also, David Ferguson, we call him T-Rex. His music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Hi, Goth Ninjas. Happy New Year. Welcome. New Year. Welcome yeah, back. Happy New Year, you miserable little turnips. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to talk about our Christmas breaks. We did this a little bit on Tuesday. We'll do it again during the Shadow Docket today. But before we get into all the fun and Republicans in disarray and all the rest of it, I got a, a brief word about an ongoing problem we've had with Patreon. And everyone listening to the show right now is going, oh my God, this again, Jesus Christ, what's happening? <laughs> well, here's what's happening with Patreon. Those of you who've been listening for the last six, seven months know that we've had a payment method update problem. So what happens when, when your card expires, when your method of payment expires for your Patreon account, and you go to update your payment method, for some reason, it's not everybody, but quite a few people, I would say dozens and dozens and dozens of Patreon subscribers are having trouble updating their payment method. Some of the cases, it could be your payment method. It could just be that, you know, your account is overextended, your card is maxed out, whatever. But in a lot of the cases, 
there is a back end issue. Patreon has a <laughs> Patreon has a problem with its back end. <laughs> mm, good looking back end, Patreon. But the thing is, it's a programming issue. And I discovered yesterday, after fighting with this since July, I discovered this finally from my contact at tech support who said, our engineers are aware of this problem in the system. I will report this ticket to them and let them know this problem continues. So at the very least, I've stopped getting gaslit by Patreon saying, <laughs> we don't know what's going on. Finally, they've said, yeah, there is a problem. Our engineers are working on it. So on one hand, I'm going, hey, that's great. We finally know that there's a legitimate issue and I'm just not losing my mind, which is what I thought for the last six, seven months. On the other hand, good Lord, how many, how many patrons have we lost because they haven't been able to update their uh, payment method? So what I'm trying to do is convince Patreon when it comes to this month's declines, to allow those people whose payments declined this month to stay on the platform, to continue to receive their bonus content as normal until this problem is resolved. I think that's the only fair thing to do. I don't think Patreon should be booting anyone off the platform because their payment declined when they can't update their payment method, right? I think that's a fair way to go. So hopefully within, who knows, a short period of time, uh, Patreon will have this problem resolved. You have one job, Patreon, and that is to collect uh, subscription money from people who subscribe and then to hand it out to the creators of the various Patreon pages, including From the Bunker, including Start Me Up with Kimberly Johnson, including the Stephanie Miller Show, including Hal Sparks, including Jen Kirkman, everyone else who I'm forgetting. So there it is. And by the way, speaking of Jen Kirkman, if you haven't listened to yesterday's interview show, run, don't walk and download uh, my chit chat with Jen Kirkman from yesterday. Jen Kirkman is funny as fuck and very, very smart and very interesting and uh, one of my best friends. And so it's just, you know what? We didn't have an agenda yesterday. It's just me and Jen just shooting the shit. I think she was trapped in her bathroom because she had people there wallpapering her apartment. <laughs> Definitely go check that out. But right after you're done listening to this show, don't stop right. this show. Make sure you listen right. to this show to the end as you're supposed to do. That's the rule. And then go back and then you can listen to uh, the Jen Kirkman show. So I have some it. good news, though, for before we start. Okay. Damar Hamlin has opened his eyes. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brooklyn Dad Defiant posted it a couple of hours ago, so that's excellent news. Hopefully he will have a full, full recovery from that awful hit the other day. Buzz and I talked about this a little bit on uh, Tuesday's Shadow Docket. Neither of us are sports ball people, but I was fully aware of what happened uh, during Monday Night Football and that shot that he took to the chest, which put him into, in case you don't know, put him into cardiac arrest. And so I think they were doing CPR on this guy in the middle of the field yeah. for what nine minutes something like something that like that yeah yeah and i thought i mean it seemed like based on the reaction of everyone that he was actually going to die on the field that's yeah he would have mm. had they not given him cpr i guarantee it but fortunately he seems to be doing okay and from what i saw there aren't really any cognitive issues from the yeah. blood loss and things like that the uh, loss of uh, blood circulation and so he seems to be doing okay, and that's all just fantastic news. It is a weird thing. I, 
just mentioned I'm, I'm not really a sports ball guy, but when I was a kid, when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, oh my God, was I a Washington football fan. And I found myself during the break going back and watching some of those old Washington games, specifically like, like the Joe Theismann, John Riggins, right. uh, Hogs, Smurfs, Fun Bunch era, <laughs> that era <laughs> of Washington football, which I love, love, love. And it's just, it was remarkable to go back and see what football was like, you know, 40 years ago. And it's changed so much. I mean, Joe Theismann with just that one yeah. bar on his face mask, he just had one thing <laughs> as his face mask. I mean, Joe Theismann must have been clobbered so many times in the face because of that flimsy little face mask mm. bar thing that he had going on, which no one would wear these days, right? Um, Jeremy Renner. Did you hear about Jeremy Renner? Yeah, he's he's doing better. Um, he got lucky. I mean, luckily, I lucky. believe his neighbor was a doctor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, um, that's yes. why he was lucky because his neighbor got there in time to put a tourniquet on his leg. And um, he saved. Plus, it was cold out, so that also slows down blood flow. But yeah, I mean, he got lucky in that awful accident and he seems to be doing OK. So he was helping someone during a snowstorm, I guess, get their car out of the. It was get, they were going to borrow his car, I guess. And the snow was so bad that he took out his snowplow, which. Um, he had cleared the way and then he got out and apparently the plow started to move. Oh my God. So he tried to get back in it to stop it. And that's when it ran over him. Ran mm. over his leg. Yeah. And his chest. He had blunt force trauma to his chest. Oh my well. God. Um, I mean, and he was, he was awake the other day. He had an Instagram, uh, uh, picture up with a, somebody I think typed for him cause he can't type right now. But yeah. Yeah. He seems to be okay. Hopefully, he'll survive. You know, he he'll still come out looks of it on the other end. Fine. <laughs> he does. I was alarmed. I was like, nobody should look that good in a hospital bed. <laughs> but the thing about Jeremy Renner to me is, he looks so much like Chez. So yeah, he does. Every time oh. there's a Jeremy Renner story come up, I think I'm seeing suddenly a story about Chez appearing. I'm like, oh my god, what? Chess, Chess is dead. How are they doing it? Where did this come from? Oh, it's Jeremy Renner. Okay. And that's one of the reasons I, I like Jeremy Renner as an actor, because it, you know, kind of makes me think of Chess. When I watched Hawkeye, yeah. that uh, the most recent series, Marvel series that he was in, it was like watching Chess as a superhero, yeah. you know? <laughs> so there's a, uh, there's a connection there. It's a strange connection, but it's one that's uh, very personal to me. So, Best wishes again to uh, to Jeremy Renner on that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Anyone else notice we skipped January and proceeded directly to April? Not here. <laughs> I mean, here on the East Coast. It's one of those things where, here's the deal with me. On one hand, I fucking love this. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because I love this kind of weather. It's got that sort of early spring uh, a clean, a little bit humid, warm, like upper 50s, lower 60s kind of vibe to it. But on the other hand, I'm going, oh shit. You know what this is? This is the goddamn climate crisis. This should not be happening. This is weird. This is the portend of human extinction <laughs> because it's going to continue to get worse and we're going to have more and more instances of bizarre weather 
and so on as we move into the uh, future, provided that we don't do anything and we're doing a great job of ignoring it, that's for sure. Okay, but may I rebut? Okay, sure. Yes, please do. (laughs) Welcome back to the Eastern Seaboard, Bob. This is how, like, you know, uh, we have weather and it's weird. And winters can, I remember winters when I was an undergraduate back in 1980. Yeah. That, like, it was 70 something degrees on the 31st day of January. Like, interesting. I mean, it's but just for that, one day. I mean, we're we're like on day seven or eight now of this warm. Yeah, but weather. then it, it'll drop. To, I mean, it was just a week and a half ago. It was like historically fucking cold, and everybody's pipes were <laughs> that freezing. That is also true. That is absolutely so, true. So I mean, it's like don't confuse weather with climate. Yeah, because this is a pendulum, and it, and especially in the sort of s- this quarter of the country that's not New England and it's not the Mid South. Um, it just gets wobbly sometimes in the winter, and it will be 72 degrees, and then the next day it's 10. Yeah. Uh, and, it, yeah, it's just – Well, you know, so in don't Europe – don't get too freaked out. Well, but in Europe they're having record high temperatures right now. So I, I wonder if it's And we all, have a bomb cyclone over California. That is also true. So you're getting, what, a ton of rain in Southern ton California? Of, we're not getting it as bad as Northern California is, uh-huh. but it, it, it was insane last night down here. Is there like an alternative band named Bomb Cyclone yet? I mean, there has to there be. Should be. Yeah. There should <laughs> so be. I call my niece. I'm like, hey, my little Bomb Cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this too. The other thing that's kind of dampening my enjoyment of this warmer weather, uh, in addition to, you know, human extinction, is the fact that I live with someone who's going through menopause. So Kimberly's- so it's freezing in your house. And besides- I picture Kimberly like crouched over the air conditioner with a knife in her teeth. Like, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> like I'm going to continue to sleep eight hours a night, you fuckers. Get away from it. Yeah, you know? well, exactly. I mean, if, if you're familiar with the process of going through menopause. Not yes. fun. <laughs> yes, no. I'm sure you are, Jody. It's not fun when it's blazingly warm in January and you can't turn on the AC. And we can't turn on the AC here. All we can turn on is the heat. You know, if you live with someone with menopause, you're kind of also going through menopause yourself. You kind of. (laughs) Right. You're under the same blankets at night. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. So, uh, yeah, that's another aspect that's (laughs) not so fun. She is the wrapped brick in your medieval bed. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, so she Jody, is you guys life. are having a what? A pineapple express? Is that yeah? What it's call a combination it? bomb cyclone pineapple express, and with the pineapple express, it brings a lot of uh, wet weather. Pineapple express sounds like sounds a shot. Fun. You know, that you do at the bar, like somebody in a bandolier of shot glasses makes that for you and feeds it to you upside down, you know? Yeah, like, like, hey, let's do a Pineapple Express. It's like Dave and Buster's, like, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, they, why don't you guys call it like the Devil Wind or the well, Sea Witch's Tide or something? Have a, they already know? have a Devil Wind, though. That's already taken, I think. But yeah, and I think I that it, it's, we're getting El Nino weather, which is why it's so wet right now. So Oh, so it's the El Nino, too. So it's the Pineapple Express. El Nino, bomb cyclone. There's so many feet of snow up in the Sierra right now. It looks like we're out of the drought, at least for this year. Yeah. Um, Well, that's uh, good. So that's good. But everything's Uh, normal. Nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Just another day in the theme park of the will of God. It is California. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Hey, have you guys heard about our sinkhole? Did you? No, you have a sinkhole? Did you? Yeah. (laughs) Georgia has a sinkhole. sinkhole. Okay, you got to bear in mind, yesterday morning... Between the hours of 6 a.m. and 9 a.m., it rained 3.67 inches. Um, When I got out to go get in my car, my driveway and the street were like a river and a tributary 
Um, there's a creek at the bottom of my backyard. So everything is just like gushing past me. Like by the time I got into the car, I was wet, just soaked from the knees down. Jesus. Like it's going to be a squishy sock day. Oh, hurrah. <laughs> um, God, is there anything worse than wet socks? And then you can't even get them off. Yeah. Have you noticed? It's like I just, I almost cut my socks off with a knife yesterday. <laughs> I was so frustrated with them. But like, so yeah, it rained really, 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 really hard here. I mean, it was like the, it was like the sky was a can and shooting rain at us. Yeah. And like part of a, a Olympic drive collapsed and somebody drove. I don't know if it collapsed under their car from the weight or if it was collapsed and they drove into it in the dark because it happened <laughs> around the time before the sun came up when it was just, you know, just pissing down on us. Mm-hmm. Well, um, every you mentioned wet socks. Every time I see in a movie or a TV show where one of the characters walks in water with their shoes on, I immediately go to, oh, shit, that's got to be really uncomfortable with your socks and your feet because they're they're Mm -hmm. wet now. Yeah, that's got (laughs) to (laughs) suck. That's me. All right. uh, You guys want to talk about Republicans in disarray? This is one of my favorite (laughs) things in the world. The official Republican theme song is now this. (laughs) They just did a seventh vote. Seventh vote, (laughs) and Kevin McCarthy lost again. Of course he lost again. The eighth vote is underway. Oh, it's underway right now? Yeah. Oh, goody, goody, goody. <laughs> Isn't this the definition of insanity? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like doing the same thing again and again, expecting different results is <laughs> definition of insanity, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely it is. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries got uh, 212 votes yep. once again. Uh, Kevin McCarthy got 201, was it? He lost a vote this time. Didn't he have 202 yesterday? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. One went present. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. But this time, it was another losing vote for Kevin McCarthy after, late last night, negotiating with the Rodeo Clown Caucus and adding more concessions onto the list and lost the seventh vote anyway. (laughs) So according to Washington Post, during late hour negotiations Wednesday, McCarthy agreed to the proposed rule changes, according to four people familiar with the talks, uh, in a major allowance to the hard-right Republicans McCarthy offered to lower from five to one the number of members required to sponsor a resolution to force a vote on ousting the speaker, a change that the California Republican had previously said he would not accept. So he caved on that and lost anyway. McCarthy also expressed a willingness to place more members of the staunchly conservative House Freedom Caucus on the House Rules Committee, which debates legislation before it's moved to the floor. And he relented on allowing floor votes to institute term limits on members and to enact specific border policy legislation. So a bunch of concessions, but the first one I think is the most damaging for Kevin McCarthy. It's obvious that Kevin McCarthy will do anything, including endangering his own would-be speakership in order to become speaker. I guess he forgot recent history, Uh, the history of uh, people like Paul Ryan and before that, John Boehner. (laughs) Have they ever had a successful Speaker of the House? I can't remember a single one who wasn't driven from office or mired in... Newt Gingrich was very successful until he was driven away. Yeah, Jenny Hester left office fairly in good terms. It was only later that he went to prison for child molesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Denny Hester was a relatively effective Speaker as well. Yeah, but his term lasted a very short period of time. Yes, I mean, they ousted he, him quickly, yeah. Yeah, he rose to power, 
where he became speaker in 95, and then by 98, he was out the door. Right. Why did Newt Gingrich get ousted from speaker in 1998? Oh, yes. Wasn't it an extramarital affair? He impeached Bill Clinton, I believe, because of an extramarital yeah. affair, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then right after that, oops. Oops, I've got a problem of my own. I, I better step aside. And that was the end of the Gingrich era. And then... Uh, no, he was literally fucking Callista on his impeachment manager desk. That is a horrifying thought, by the way. The idea of Newt Gingrich having sex with his gigantic moon-shaped yeah. pumpkin ew, head. Ew, and, oh, my retina. Ow. Yeah, his little squ- weird squinty eyes. <laughs> And his, his, you know he's got. You know he can't last more than ten, thirty seconds at most. Like I mean, yeah. he's got like premature <laughs> stamped all over. I mean, that's his whole personality. Yeah, like that is Newt Gingrich. It's like come on too strong, be loud, obnoxious, fade and act two. Like that has been his thing from the very beginning. Remember when he, they sent him out against Sotomayor, and oh, he yeah. got all so excited to be under the spotlight again. It was like <laughs> over, you know, and he just completely overshot and shot. It was like and 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 she's a racist, and they were like, no, out. <clears throat> Thank you, Newt. Go home. <laughs> well, like, the thing with members of Congress is. When I was growing up, especially in high school, when I started to understand what was going on around me as far as, you know, some things happening under the surface, it was common knowledge back then that most, if not all, members of Congress had, like, in the mafia, they call them gumars, <laughs> had a, a mistress set up with an apartment somewhere in Washington, somewhere close to the hill. And that Georgetown. was just a common thing. And so when uh, suddenly a sex scandal would come up, I'm like, well, isn't that everybody? So, uh, yeah, gross. I'm sorry to everyone yeah. having a, a meal right now <laughs> that we got into Newt Gingrich having sex. But, you know, yeah. sometimes we I have just to. I just want to say that nobody except Newt has probably been thirstier for that fucking gavel than Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I like to think of Kevin as a little fuzz head because, you know, his head is full of dryer lint. Uh, and he just like, he's one of the, you know, that like every fucking birthday card from his wife for the last 10 years has been like to my future speaker husband, <laughs> you know, and he like checks in in the mirror every now and then when nobody's looking and goes, I'm speaker McCarthy, <laughs> you know, like he yeah. has wanted this as bad as Ted Cruz wants to be president. Right. And just like vampire thirsty. And now it's like it's fucking red hot. If he can even get his hands on it, it will be the shortest, most miserable ride any mm-hmm. Speaker of the House probably has ever had. You remember that Mike Myers character on SNL where he played like this little boy with ADHD and he was uh, outside and they, he had one of those harnesses on and a leash that was chained to like <laughs> monkey bars. And he kept trying to run and he would get caught by the leash and, and wanting to like run away and then it would like jerk him back. That's Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. He keeps yeah. doing it, not realizing that he's just going to keep losing. They are not going to back down. They are not going anywhere. This is the Rodeo Clown Caucus. What this is for them is entertainment and reach for the Red Hats. This is about engagement. This is about the thing that we've been witnessing on social media for the last several years, which is that it doesn't matter what you say. It's how you say it. It's how entertaining you are. It's how much engagement you get Mm. from the people who follow you. It's not about legislating anymore. It's not about taking on some sort of respectable, rational, reasonable approach when it comes to American politics and legislating. 
This is about fuckery. I mean, that's the name of the game, especially for these 20 Republicans. The other thing that we have to bear in mind is that it's not just these 20 people. It's not just these 20 Republicans. The entire House Republican caucus is loaded with uh, Trumpism disciples. This isn't, and as fun as this is, as enjoyable as this is to watch, as much popcorn as we have all, including myself, have collectively consumed over the last seven now votes for Speaker of the House, it makes me worry about democracy. Sort of like with the weather. I love the April weather that we're having here in January. But also I realize what may be causing that weather. Yeah, stay in the moment, Seska. Okay. You could die of a heart attack tomorrow. <laughs> that you know, is true. Fucking eat your popcorn, drizzle schadenfreude sauce all over it, and eat up. Because, I mean, this is, we would, you know, our side would not do this. Mm-hmm. Because we understand, like, you know, basic pre-K lessons. Yeah. Keep your hands to yourself. Mm-hmm. Cooperate. Like, work together. And, and on the one hand, I can kind of understand where McCarthy and his caucus are coming from in that they are like 90% of the Republicans in the House and they just want things to be normal. But that 10 and they don't and they don't want those crazy 10% yeah. telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote but, in the uh, I wrote in the banter today, uh, the banter.substack.com. And thank you to Tom Hartman for uh, mentioning the piece on his show today. I wrote so much for the old stereotypes about herding cats. The Democrats are now the party of unity and normalcy, while the Republicans couldn't find unity with both hands and a flashlight. That's the reversal that we're experiencing now, and thank God for it, because the most important thing that I think the Democrats could do in the last six, seven years is to frame themselves as being the adults in the room. And this Mm -hmm. all plays into that. We need grownups. We need people of reason and rationality and stability and normalcy to keep this democracy uh, functioning. Because certainly the Republicans don't give a shit about it anymore, and deliberately so. And that was kind of the point. No, it's like that scene from the Babadook, and Kevin McCarthy is the mother going, (laughs) why can't you just be normal? And Paul Gosar is in the back seat screaming, ah! (laughs) Right, right. Well, I wrote also in the Substack piece uh, for the banter, I said, it might actually be a deliberate attempt to illustrate to poorly educated fanboys how our constitutional system is growing increasingly dysfunctional and should therefore be replaced by a tin pot dictator who, by the way, should seize power by any means, even if he or she loses an election. After all, elections are all rigged, Congress is a quagmire, and grr, something, something Antifa. Additionally, <laughs> if there's if there's no functioning house... Profit! <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Additionally, if there's no functioning house to pass appropriations bills, it'll be that much easier to drown government in the bathtub by starving it of money. Yes, Republicans are bad at governing, but I'd wager much of the incompetence is deliberate. Obviously, it'd be more normal if the Republican House merely blocked all spending bills under the leadership of a speaker and a majority leader. But if the House doesn't even exist as a legislative chamber, they get the added benefit of proving Congress to be useless and therefore expendable. So this seems to play into that thing. Yeah, and I hate to be the Debbie Downer guy on this, but I'm not the only one. I've, there have been quite a few people who have been like, you know what, 
this is fun, but democracy, <laughs> this is not going to help the cause of, you know, furthering democracy, not only in the United States, but developing democracies. Like, oh, look at what's happening in the United States. They can't even yeah. seat a Speaker of the House, for God's sake. Mm. What does that say yeah, about democracy? Yeah, but enjoy democracy? the fact that it's like screaming you know, drunk monkey show on one side of <laughs> the Republicans. And on the other side, the Democrats are like Dewey executing like the thriller dance, like those Filipino prisoners, yeah. you know, like we are in unison. <laughs> well, you know? I believe in 1923, they went to nine ballots. So if we go past nine ballots. Yeah. History has been made. Yay! Yeah. I mean, Lauren Boebert was saying on Hannity, something to the effect of we're willing to wait until what did she say? Memorial Day or something like that? We're willing to do this. No, what she said was, we're willing to wait for Valeria Day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I stand corrected. Thank you. Well, but, and then uh, she also, didn't she also say to uh, Stephanie Rule and Sean Hannity, well, at least we're not wasting money. Yeah, you are. You're all still getting paid. Yeah, and they you're are. not working. And we don't have you're a You're wasting house. my money. That's the thing. We don't have a House of Representatives. No. There is no House of Representatives right now. I don't understand where they got the authority, by the way, to remove those metal detectors that lead into the House chamber. Yep. There's just Lauren Boebert did a whole video as they started to wheel away those metal detectors. Who decided to do that? Who gave Kevin McCarthy permission to move into the speaker suite? I agree. <laughs> did you ever see the libertarian goldfish thing where it's like the fish is in the aquarium and it's like, who needs this algae filter pump thing? We can do fine without it. We don't need, you know, it's taking up our room in the tank. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, I've got some sound here. I've got uh, uh, Sean Hannity <laughs> fighting Lauren Boebert. We're going to listen to that here in just a second because you know, there's nothing special about what they say to each other. It's just how they're saying it. And also Sean Hannity and in fact, the entire group of freaks and weirdos on Fox News Channel refuse to take any responsibility for what's happening, even though they're largely responsible for what's going on here. Because they have been empowering this kind of behavior since day fucking one on Fox News Channel. So we're going to talk about that. Plus, uh, Steve Bannon wants Trump in there. What Matt Gates voted for Trump today? Was that it? What did you say, Jody, yeah, earlier? Yeah. So far, he's Un voted for him at least once. <laughs> Unbelievable. But in it's the meantime, be so hard to get more posy pictures of him with Trump's balls in his mouth. <laughs> okay. On that note. If you're pissed off at cable news and other very serious political analysts like Andrea Mitchell and Chuck Todd, yeah, Chuck Todd, if you're pissed off at those people, and there's lots of reasons to be pissed off at them, here's an outstanding way to support independent media, specifically this podcast. For just $5 per month, you can support our Patreon page as we guide you through the madness and chaos of our politics. But it's not just about supporting shows like this one. You're also going to get bonus content as a reward for your monthly support. So we're giving back. We're talking about exclusive access to our Shadow Docket show recorded after the end credits on our Tuesday and Thursday shows. You also get access to the Patreon app where you can download the free show and our bonus content. Plus, you can join the discussion with our community of Patreon members in the comments under each episode. All of that for just $5 per month. It turns out to be just pennies per show. So don't miss out. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Bookmark it. Send it around to all of your friends, if you please. And we thank you in advance. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska! This is uh, Karma and the Killjoys. Brand new to the show, brand new album. This is a song called Amelia from their album called Hellscape. Piano rock from Louisiana. Karma and the Killjoys.com is the uh, website address and everywhere you get your digital music because you know what? You gotta download this album. If you love this song, you're gonna love the whole rest of the album because I do. I've been listening to this all damn morning. Karma and the Killjoys. God, I love this stuff. All right. And also, as we said uh, on the Tuesday show, we're going to bring back the indie music countdown, but without any talking, because the indie Christmas playlist was so popular and so successful where it was just a playlist of songs, you know, little jingles in between here and there, but just, you know, you can just sit back and listen to the whole block of, uh, of independent music. And so that's what we're going to do at the end of each month. We're going to compile all of this stuff. We're not going to be playing the full-length songs at the end of the free show anymore. We're just going to be doing one of those playlist things. And it won't have me doing the DJ thing between songs, as uh, Buzz and I were musing as on Tuesday. As much as you love it, I know. <laughs> yeah, in and fact. And by the way, McCarthy has just lost the eighth ballot. Yay! Hey, how about that? Hey. <laughs> Stop, stop, he's already dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Republican caucus is, here we go. All right. So I think that a Pineapple Express would have tequila, Cointreau, and pineapple juice. Oh, that sounds yummy. Mmm, excellent. Maybe we should do one of those uh, cocktail preparation segments like Rachel Maddow used to do. Remember those days? Actually drink. Remember those days (laughs) when you had space on a show to do silly things like that? Like what what did like Keith Olbermann read from Thurber on his Friday show (laughs) Back, back before things went crazy during the before times? Back into it here. Uh, Sean Hannity had Lauren Boebert on his show last night, and it went as well as you would expect. <laughs> this is just a sample of the unity and array that the Republicans are in. Uh, Pelosi's. You haven't an answered my question. So, if you have, 
You cannot yesterday demand you more supported, responsibility. Yesterday you supported <laughs> Jordan. Today you're supporting Donald. Sean, that's not the way this Donald's. works. We need a check and a balance on the third in line. Who to the is your fight? Let's Which have a final answer. Oh want Who unity? do you want to well, be you know, Speaker of the House? Maybe that's for the conference to decide. We need to. Come. Okay, you know, I got to pause it right there. You know why? Because Lauren Boebert doesn't understand how to count. She doesn't understand math. It's not third in line to the presidency. Yeah, it's second in line. The Speaker is second in line mm-hmm. because the president is already the president. Exactly, thank you. Vice president is first in line to succeed. Speaker of the House is second in line to succeed. Third is a president pro tem, which is a woman for the first time. Lauren Boebert, I think you should at least be able to understand math before you become a member of the House of Representatives. Or I'm the just presidential saying. succession, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe that would be a nice requirement to have. People who could actually e- count no, to three. Sh- she can't even spell GRE. <laughs> No, that is absolutely true. Probably and also, not. she doesn't know math that 202 votes is more than 20. They can't figure any of this out. And you know what? It's working out okay for them because she's been all over social media, all over cable news. So this is all good news. I mean, it amounts to good news for Lauren Boebert because you know why? Because all of the red hat voters are like, yeah, stick it to him, Lauren. You know, they're just really, really into this. Who is your fight? Let's Look, have a Sean, final answer. I want Who unity. do you want to well, be you know, Speaker of the House? Maybe that's for the conference to decide. We need to come together. Who do you want? To, I'm asking is. who you want. What does it look like life after Kevin? We need would to like find to somebody know. who can actually uni- unify the Republican Party. I have offered I, plenty I would of like names. to know. Let some other folks start offering there other alternatives There are 203 people point. and you have 20. I respect the 20 of you. I respect all of you. But I'm asking you, based Thank on you, your Sean, own words, you as well. Who is your final, let's have a final answer. Who do you want, who will you only support to be speaker? It's not that hard. I'm willing to have conversations with the Republican conference to come up with a consensus candidate. So, yeah. I remember when at annual staff, the six minutes that I was on there, mm-hmm. when Jennifer Loudermilk and Rob Epolito couldn't decide who was going to be director of the annual staff, and they just started yelling at each other in the middle of class, and it sounded exactly like that. And aren't staffers for the House of Representatives not going to get paid until a speaker is seated? Yeah, there are all kinds of problems with what's <sighs> happening right now, including and Nancy Pelosi was speaking to this yesterday. She said, yeah. you know what? some of the members need to be sworn in because their families are here. Their families are paying for hotel rooms and paying for airfare and so on to be there for their family members swearing into the House of Representatives. And they're not getting sworn in yet because there's no Mm. Speaker of the House. So they're just waiting around. And so Nancy Pelosi said, well, why don't you just get some of these people sworn in so the families can go home? Can't the clerk do it? I mean, she's running the the Uh, House right now. Can't she do it? uh, Yeah, I wish I was more up to speed on parliamentary procedure in the House when it came to things like that. But we're in new territory. I mean, again, it's a 100-year thing. It hasn't happened since 1923. And I don't know what the hell they did back then as far as swearing people in. But I think part of this is, as I was saying before, part of this is to illustrate the dysfunction, to play up the ineffectual nature of the House of Representatives. But uh, someone, I forget who it was who tweeted. So forgive me if this is something you tweeted, but you ever had that thing where you've left a job and wished that everything went to hell the moment you stepped out of the door? <laughs> yeah. That's what Nancy Pelosi's going through right now. Just loving that. 
<laughs> you know, ne- she never came to the floor without the votes. Exactly. So if yeah. anyone has any question about what the speaker's job is and what leadership looks like, that's it right there. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. know, I just. Uh. Well, and then Fox News appears to be outraged and deeply, deeply concerned about what's happening in the House of Representatives. <laughs> Fox News is like, I don't know, 95 percent responsible for this. Did you guys see Marjorie Taylor Greene's shit fit? Um, I've seen many Marjorie Taylor Greene shit fits. Which <laughs> no, one? Which shit her not getting any committee assignments from the Freedom Caucus? Right. No, that's why she's mad. Ooh, she was livid. Wow. She's like, people I called my friends, people I thought were my colleagues, didn't get me nothing. And it's just like, <laughs> calm down, honey, because you're crazy and no one likes you. Keep moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. Keep moving. Yeah. Next up, Steve Bannon. <laughs> said on his show that he wants Donald Trump to run. And you know what? I I agree with Steve Bannon. So my vote right now is why not Trump? (laughs) If you got to have a nasty piece of work in the room negotiating, give me the nastiest. And Trump in a negotiation (laughs) is a beast. Okay? So why why not Trump? Bullshit. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah, that's 100% bullshit. He is not a beast. Bullshit. He is a terrible, <laughs> bullshit. terrible deal maker. <laughs> I miss him. Yeah, bullshit. Here's the thing. I would love it if Donald Trump ran for speaker because he would lose again and then again and again and again and again. <laughs> Look, I know what Steve Bannon's all about. I know what he's doing. But on the other hand, it sometimes seems like he's actually helping the Democrats. By mm-hmm. by elevating the freaks and weirdos, by elevating people like Mike Lindell, having Mike Lindell on his show all the time. Mike Lindell, I mean, that's one of his major, major platforms. He's on Steve Bannon like every other day. And so all that does is it emphasizes how much fuckery uh, the Republicans are up to. Just, I mean, I compare them to poop-flinging monkeys in, in the banter today. Because that's what they are. They're just poop-flinging monkeys. And, but everyone loves poop-flinging monkeys. Everyone, you know, if, if you put a video of poop-flinging monkeys up on Instagram, everyone would like that fucking video <laughs> because it's popular. And so yeah, I think everybody likes it until the poop hits them. Bingo, bingo. Exactly right. Um, moving on here. Uh, I know the schadenfreude is fun, but there's other news happening uh, today. Uh, Jack Smith. Good news, David. Jack Smith is officially in Washington. He has uh, returned from Europe. He's. I imagine this black and purple jet, you know, <laughs> like a like a super like the bat jet. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, you know, if you were planning on stalking him, you know, it's, now's the time. Oh no, I'm not stalking that crazy-eyed fucker. Are you kidding? <laughs> I, thought, but I, I thought you had a. Crush You'll end up falling out a window like a Russian. You know? Well, didn't you announce on the show not too long ago that uh, you had a crush on Jack Smith? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've transferred it to Coach Beard from uh, Ted Lasso because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they kind of have the same face, so I'm, I'm better now. All right. Well. <laughs> Uh, Jack Smith, the U.S. special counsel named to investigate Republican former President uh, Donald Trump, has a reputation for winning tough cases against war criminals, mobsters, and crooked police officers. Behind the scenes, however, Smith's former colleagues say he's just as tenacious in his pursuit to get criminal charges dropped for the innocent as he is to win convictions against the guilty. When Smith isn't busy competing as a triathlete in Ironman races, wow. he they said... He, okay, he, yeah, I want a shirtless pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He is working as a dogged investigator who is open-minded and not afraid to pursue the truth. If the case is prosecutable, 
He will do it, said Mark Lesko, an attorney at Greenberg Tarig LLP, who worked with Smith when both were prosecutors at the U.S. Attorney's Office in New York City's Brooklyn. He is fearless, Mark Lesko added. Smith recently returned to the United States after working from The Hague in the Netherlands since November while recovering from knee surgery. This guy's a monster. This guy is unstoppable. He is a juggernaut. Uh, and that was following a bicycling accident. Hey, welcome to the club. See, now I like Jack Smith even more now. <laughs> he and I are like bike accident brothers, although I didn't You stalk him then, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe I, just, I will. I, he probably, like, sleeps with a fucking crossbow next to him or something, you know? Like, <laughs> That's right. He'd be, like, trying to sneak in that bedroom. It's like, skunk, you're he, dead. Yeah, you he's know? got all those sort of medieval times, Renaissance fair weapons. Like on his wall, mounted to his wall at the red. Freaking cyborgs that patrol the house, you know? <laughs> there will be a ninth ballot. It's going to happen today. Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to get to the point where uh, we're going to lose track of how many ballots there have been. So we're now on, we've had, we've had eight. There's going to be a ninth. It's, it's an embarrassment. I mean, who finally caves? Who caves on this? I don't know. I think people are going to probably vote president, McCarthy. and then we've got Speaker Jeffries. I wouldn't want to be the Speaker of the House of this particular House, but I mean, seriously? Yeah, but all they need is six more. They need six moderate so need Republicans. Six people. Yeah, they need six moderate Republicans to vote for Hakeem Jeffries or six to vote president. Can you imagine? But see, McCarthy is tainted, and he's tainted specifically on both sides of January 6th. Yeah. He pissed off the Trump loyalists by telling the truth on January 7th. And then he pissed off everybody else by going and, piss and kissing Trump's ring at Mar-a-Lago. And he's just never, like, he is a, like, fucking hairball in the gullet of the Republican caucus. <laughs> they are going to just, like, until he comes out. Like, he's got to give it up. It's like, Kevin, you're, you're fucking, like, bad. You're tainted dog food. You're coming off the shelf. Oh, we got to find an alternative. Were you just doing a uh, a cat coughing up a hairball sound? Yes, yes, yes. Have you ever heard Hal Sparks' stand-up act where he talks about uh, the noise that cats make? No. I, I got to play a second of this. My girlfriend's cat, yeah. uh, Charlie, he throws up, uh, but, uh, but he, he talks before he barfs. <laughs> then we have a talking Aww. cat who makes, like, really human fucking noises. This is, okay, this is an impersonation of Charlie the cat right before he throws up. This is exactly the noise he makes. I'm not exaggerating this for comic effect at all. This is exactly the fucking sound. That's the fucking noise. It sounds so weirdly human, but I don't... He sounds like a comedian from the 30s in an old black and white film, and that's like, that's his shtick, like, you kids get off my lawn. You know, he does his little... hand. <laughs> and it's so bad, I can now, I hear that sound anywhere in the fucking house. I can be in the goddamn basement playing drums to a Slayer record, and I hear, and the whole world goes into slow motion. As going, no. Get him off the bed. That's us with our cat. Danny, Bob, I make a pretty funny joke, and then you have to go and pull out House Sparks on me and just, like, 
Yeah, sorry. I just I completely steamrolled your comedy, David. I I apologize. (laughs) You're just like, oh, you think that's funny? Check this out. (laughs) (laughs) What could you? What could you? That is so goddamn funny. Yeah, House Marks Mega Worldwide on YouTube. Watch it. I do. I sometimes participate in the chat room as well. So, okay. So we're going to take a short break. We come back. uh, More Twitter news. And and it's not good Twitter news because there is no good Twitter news anymore. Is there? No, absolutely not. Plus, uh, Twitter is like that new Game of Thrones series, like 220 characters and always something horrible happening. (laughs) That's right. Plus, we actually have some good news on the abortion front out of a strange place. Out of a very strange state to have good abortion news from. Okay, we're going to talk about that a whole lot more right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Take me home. I'm not enough with you on my mind. I feel so wrong. From my weekend, you take on life. My coffee's on. Oh, yeah, this is uh, Stan Buckroyd and a song called Baby Steps from his brand new EP, also called Baby Steps. Link in the description to support Stan Buckroyd's new album and this song. I love it. Outstanding. BobSuska.com slash music to submit your work. If you're a band, if you're a recording artist, uh, make sure to send your music to me and I will play it here on the show. All right. Getting back into things. I'm still mad at you for pulling out House Sparks on me. It's like, oh, you think your dick is big? Look at this John Holmes video. Like, you know, yeah. Like, I, I reached over. I pulled out House Sparks' dick. I looked at that. Hey, David, look at this. That's House Sparks' dick. <laughs> sorry, sorry, not sorry. Because that is one of the funniest fucking stand-up bits I've ever heard. Yeah, okay, and, and speaking of stand-up bits, you got to pick up OK Gen X by Jen Kirkman. Holy God, the cigarettes and matches bit on that stand-up album is amazing. If you're a Gen Xer and you used to smoke cigarettes like I used to do in shopping malls and movie theaters, and if you had a car... Grocery with a, store. Yeah, or a cigarette lighter oh, yeah. in your car and an ashtray oh, yeah. in your car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did we all, all three of us, I think, smoked, right? Smoked cigarettes yeah. at one point yeah. or another. Yeah. I'm 22 and a half years done with it. Yeah, which means this Thursday show will have a shelf life of another, I don't know, four years. <laughs> 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 so we're going to get to the point where we're all just going to start going. 
What? All right. What? Well, yeah, but you, well, I'll be deaf from having our headphones yeah. so loud. We'll all sound like Hal Sparks' cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> exactly. Waka your waka. What? All right. Uh, let's see. What was we, what were we going to talk about here? Oh, hackers leaked email addresses of 235 million Twitter accounts. <sighs> oh, man. However, we can't necessarily blame this on Elon Musk uh, because this leak, I think this hacking occurred in 2021. The records were probably compiled, according to the Washington Post, in late 2021 using a flaw in Twitter's system that allowed outsiders who already had an email address or phone number to find any account that had shared that information on Twitter. Those lookups could be automated to check an unlimited list of emails or phone numbers. Twitter said in August that it had learned of the vulnerability in January 2022 through its reward program for bug reports and that the vulnerability had been accidentally introduced in a code update seven months before that. You know, Buzz and I talked about this. Uh, TikTok appears to be having increasing issues uh, there was a human trafficking incident with where Facebook was involved. At some point, you know, this has got to be driving people away from social media entirely. Are, are young people even using any of these platforms anymore? Do they recognize that? Oh shit! They TikTok. <laughs> Kids TikTok. That's true. I think and they, they do. Instagram. I don't know how but much. They're less using it. They're using it more as a way of taking pictures of themselves, and less, I think, as a way of yeah. yelling at each other about politics. That's old people stuff. That's actually kind of good news. Although I gotta say, I'm really excited about Chris Boozy's platform. He's uh, he's yeah. developing a platform called Spoutable that's going to be very similar to Twitter. I think more similar to Twitter than any of the alternatives we've seen so far. And some of the features that he's rolling out for Spoutable. And by the way, he's not paying me or asking me to talk about this platform at all. I'm just very excited about it. He uh, lost again. He lost again? What is that, eight? <laughs> is that nine? Nine. Eight? This is nine. Eleven billion? Nine, nine, nine. How many votes have we had it's so nine. far? Yeah, Charlotte Clymer's got a thread, and she said, uh, Miller and Norman just vote for Donald's. That's ten. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank God. This is this is so much fun. Fun. Yeah. fun. Yes, indeed. Okay, so fall. It's like, dude, fall back, reformulate your strategy, and if it's never going to happen, let it go. Yeah. Why does he keep allowing votes to occur? Who keeps doing uh, because that? Because they I, won't. They, he's not getting enough votes to stop it. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Like yeah, last I, night, they voted to adjourn you know, in the late afternoon and he, he won that vote, but barely. Um, and, uh, cause he doesn't have enough people to say, yeah, let's stop doing this. The d Democrats don't want to stop. They're like, keep going, buddy. I mean, what's even the point now? If the idea of, yeah, I mean, obviously there's a majority leader. There's a Republican majority leader who will keep the party together, but the speaker of the house ostensibly leads the entire Republican caucus. And from that perspective, this is going to be a completely ineffectual speaker of the house. Even if he yeah. wins the next ballot and yeah. wins it by like a landslide, which isn't going to happen, they're still going to be playing grab ass for the next two years. It's still going to be one inquisition after another. Oh, wait, I'm, I apologize. I apologize. Uh, they're still doing the eighth vote, but there will be a ninth vote. <laughs> okay. Well, it's official that he's lost the eighth vote like big, bigly. As Trump yeah, regardless, it's all just the repetition of the same thing. It's all the, the Mike Myers character. George Santos says it's the 11th vote. <laughs> <laughs> He's speaker, I thought. 
Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, with his wife, Morgan Fairchild. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, my God. I so totally want to watch Shattered Glass again. That Stephen yes. Glass movie with Hayden Christensen, that cringy, awkward movie that I love so much. Because that's George Santos. And the local paper had information on him. And Ooh. his Democratic opponent was talking about it. Yeah. But the, the, like the, um, the local newscasters, the television broadcasters weren't picking up on the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and the New York Times certainly didn't pick up on it until it was too late. Yeah. Um, and he, the, just the local papers up there, one paper, in fact, was the only thing talking about it. And it got buried. Jesus. What a fuck up. You're liberal yeah. media at work, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. A real opportunity to stick it to a Republican mm-hmm. in, in a state where Democrats were already sort of hamstrung by their own fuck up when it came to the mm-hmm. gerrymander that got scrambled in the mix. And then this goes by and the alleged liberal media didn't do anything about it. And by the way, speaking right. of that, I think I'm going to be on Joe Walsh's show Monday morning. I was supposed oh, to be cool. on this past Monday morning. I was supposed to be on uh, the Monday morning two weeks ago. And in both occasions, it fell through. We talked about it a little bit on the Shadow Docket on Tuesday. But now we're rescheduled. Ben Cohen and I are going to appear on Joe Walsh's show Monday. I think, maybe. <laughs> so we'll see. At this point, we're scheduled to do that. And the thing that we're going to be talking about is the so-called liberal media. And this is all based on the fact that I went after Joe Walsh on uh, in my uh, uh, banter Substack column. Not too long ago. All right. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be talking about all that. Fun. All right. Uh, meantime. If the media is so damn liberal, why is it all still men in coat and ties and women in floral pattern dresses? Right. You know? And it's, like, yeah. I mean, it's all rich white people. And it's all, you see, oh God, the guys that own the shit are still voting, you know, the guys, the real people with the money who pull the strings and sign the paychecks. Yeah. They ain't woke. You no, know, no. Uh, <laughs> well, two of the things I plan to bring up is, and these are a couple of things that I didn't bring up in my The Banter piece from a few weeks ago, but, you know, Sinclair Broadcast Group, it's basically a Trump media front. They operate 294 television television stations across the United States in 89 different markets, which means they own more than one television station in those 89 markets on average. And so that's not that's not liberal. It's Republican propaganda from top to bottom. The other thing is, and let me see if I can find this, sort of list off the highest rated cable news shows. Okay, yeah, top-rated cable news shows of 2022, according to TV Newser. Here are the top 10. Number 10, Alex Wagner slash Rachel Maddow. Number 9, America's Newsroom, Fox News Channel. Number 8, Outnumbered, Fox News Channel. Number 7, Gutfeld, Fox News Channel. Number 6, The Ingram Angle, Fox News Channel. Number 5, Special Report with Brett Baer, Fox News Channel. Number 4, Hannity, Fox News Channel. Number 3, Jesse Waters Primetime, Fox News Channel. What? Number two, Tucker Carlson Tonight, Fox News Channel. And the number one cable news show of 2022, The Five. Ew. 
Yeah, yeah, that thing, which also happens to be hosted by two of the guys who also appeared in the top 10, Gutfeld, Jesse Waters. I watched them yesterday. It was fun when they were looking at the house vote. That was fun to watch Fox yesterday. And they actually have a decent liberal on that panel now, by the way, who's not, I don't know her name, but she's not a tomato can, like previous liberals who have sat on the five panel. So that's at least something good. She's a tomato made... can. What does that mean? I don't know. Ches <laughs> used to use that term all the time. I think it's like an inside news media thing. Tomato cans. They're like, uh, uh, what do they call this them? It's soup. In... It's soup for my family. <laughs> what do they call them in uh, wrestling? The wrestlers who are there just to lose. What is that? The heels. Heels. So it's like mm. a tomato can is like the news media version of a heel, like a wrestling heel. Right, right. So, yeah. Uh, and, oh God, there was one guy, God, I forget his name, who was like the Lord Supreme tomato can who was on. He's not, he's no longer with us anymore. I think he passed away a couple of years ago, but I forget, I forget what his name was. Anyway, that's the top 10 cable news shows of 2022. You know, your liberal media at work. <laughs> There's one liberal show. And it's, you know what, I, I would say that Rachel Maddow's show is one of the least partisan shows on yeah. cable news. Be, I mean, she's a liberal herself, but mm-hmm. much like study after study that we've seen throughout the years, just because you happen to be liberal personally doesn't necessarily mean that your reporting constantly skews liberal. Right. Because as Stephen Colbert says, uh, reality has a very well-known liberal bias. Right. All right. Uh, finally, here before we wrap up, uh, a couple of things. Don Jr. has signed a seven-figure deal with Rumble. Ugh, gross. Somehow a million people are subscribed to his guys' co-crants. Uh, well, I, it's, it's comedy. I can Yeah, that's true. Why. Yeah. And, and one of those million people is probably Hal Sparks because Hal talks about these videos on his show all the time. But, uh, yeah, it says a lot about the disintegrating uh, discourse in this country that so many people are signed up for Don Jr.'s thing, that that he's able to sign a seven-figure deal to keep Gosh. doing those if, shitty things where he wears his earbuds for some reason, even though he's not talking to anyone. It's just, it's just fucked up. Uh, and finally... If some, Rumble still exists a year from now, I will be amazed. But the South Carolina Supreme Court has struck down the abortion ban in Yay. that state. So that's some positive news to help Ooh. the medicine go down here. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina ban on abortions after cardiac activity is no m- no more after the latest legal challenge to the state's 2021 law uh, proved successful. The state Supreme Court ruled Thursday that the restrictions violate the state constitution's right to privacy. The measure banned abortions after cardiac activity is detected typically around six weeks into a pregnancy with exceptions for those caused by rape and incest or endangering the but patient's you, life. Oh, my God, you have to prove rape. That's after six weeks. I can guarantee that. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's uh, at least good. I, I hope it sticks. I hope they don't find some loophole. I hope loophole so, too. To I mean, it's, it's, I hope so, too. All the women the there need that help. Yeah. Meantime, the FDA has expanded access to this abortion pill, Mifprist, Mif, Mifepristone. Mifepristone. That's it. Mifepristone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Allowing brick and mortar and mail order pharmacies to stock and dispense the drug for more than 20 like years. Mail order. Yeah. Mifepristone could only be dispensed by a few mail order pharmacies or special offices and clinics. Under the new policy, though, patients will still need a prescription, but now any pharmacy that agrees to accept those prescriptions and become a certified provider can dispense the pills in its stores and by mail order, depending on their state's laws. 
However, more than a dozen states have near total abortion bans or restrictions that would make it illegal or difficult for pharmacies to provide abortion pills. Oh, there you go. During the COVID-19 pandemic, the FDA temporarily suspended its long-standing requirement that women pick up the medicine in person and later permanently lifted the in-person requirement altogether. So, okay news. <laughs> Good news. Yeah. <clears throat> Expanding a little bit. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how this plays out over the next couple of years. Still lots of, uh, lots of loopholes that they can exploit to continue to roll back civil rights for women, reproductive rights, and all the rest of it. I'm still shocked that the AMA hasn't come out in full force or the pharmaceutical industry come out in full force against these anti-abortion laws. Yeah, um, that is strange. I'm really, really upset about that because first do no harm is, is a doctor's thing. And you can harm a woman by not allowing her to abort or terminate a pregnancy. Exactly. She could potentially die. So you're doing harm to your patient. So I just, I don't get it. Yeah, well, there's lots to not get. I mean, it, this is uh, this is one of those situations we talked about this a lot, where the uh, the dog is a, has caught the car and, and yep. they don't know exactly how to deal with it. I mean, yep. they're going to be uh, uh, closing down uh, IVF clinics and yep. uh, similar uh, <laughs> for yep. all of these reasons. And even though there are many, many conservative Republicans, Trump-supporting Republicans who need IVF and who are currently seeking IVF, hypocritically, by the way. Yeah. Okay, Shadow Docket coming up next, bobseskashow.com, patreon.com slash bobseskashow is the other way to get there. Uh, There's a link under the logo at bobseska.com. That's another way to get there. And a link in the description, as always. See you on the Shadow Docket, folks. $5 a month. And uh, we'll talk to you on uh, the Patreon page. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.